0: We are helping owners create cash flow and pay down their mortgage, while our guests feel like a millionaire for the time that they stay with us. It's no secret that focusing on others outcome ultimately leads to more income for you and your company. Welcome to the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. Hey, this is Mark McDaniel. Welcome to another episode of the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Jeff Chisholm. Jeff Jeff and I recently met, but what I've learned about Jeff is he is a transparent, upstanding guy, and he's in the mortgage business. And a lot of his business actually comes from the short-term rental business. And so if you're any in any of the 50 continental United States, and you're looking into the short-term rental business, Jeff is a top 1% lender uh, nationwide, and his team and him operate with integrity, and they get the job done. So with that being said, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us, buddy.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that introduction. Uh, it's good to be here. I look forward to the interview, and this is a great space to be in. And yeah, it's 100% of my business is helping... Uh, clients with financing to buy vacation homes that they want to uh, also rent out on a short-term basis and uh, just meet so many neat people that are doing significant things. And ultimately, I think we're created for significance. So it's exciting.
0: Awesome statement, man. Um, give, just for, for folks who don't know you, like when I do business with folks, I like to kind of know who they are. And where they're coming from, and a lot of folks are like that. And it seems to me that you you kind of operate that way too. But for the listening audience, give us a little bit of background. Kind of where'd you grow up? You know, where are you from? Um, how did you get into this business? Not only the mortgage business, but the short term rental space.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a native Texan, so born in Abilene, Texas. Um, grew up in Round Rock, Texas. Was adopted as an infant. Uh, uh, so got that story, uh, the, the, you know, probably its own podcast within itself. Uh, but what I like to mention first is, uh, that I am the husband to Valerie, uh, for the past 26 years. I'm the dad to, uh, Jace, my 23 year old, he's a firefighter paramedic daughter, Callie, she's 20. She's a nursing student in uh, Denton, Texas at Texas Women's University. And then I've got two boys left at home, Caleb, that's uh, 14 and David, that's nine. And then I'm a Christ follower. Um, So I think that's, for me, important to mention because, you know, a lot of the things that I do is driven by my faith and what I believe in. And I think it, you, you can't separate those from how you do things and and what you do, um. So to kind of fast forward to our investor journey, uh, we had gotten to a place in life where we were beyond the the ends meeting. You know, we you know struggled financially for a long time, and then you know came into a season where we had surplus, and we were looking to uh, take that money and and put it in places that were. Uh, responsible that would uh, yield the solid return, and so I, I met with you know people that that had done well and and talked to them about the stock market, what they were doing, uh, investing there. Uh, you know, of course, originating mortgages for the past uh, sixteen years now. You know, real estate uh, was a natural bend, so I started researching. Um, what it would look like to be a landlord, to buy long-term rentals. Uh, and then, you know, our, with the family, uh, a, a family our size, we had really uh, used short-term rentals as our preferred means of, of um, accommodations when we traveled. So, you know, we would stay in these properties and go to these places and, you know, they were great houses and in, in neat areas and you always have that thought of, gosh, I'd love to own one of these. So, you know, that that was definitely part of the journey to uh, kind of looking at where we might want to invest. And that's ultimately where we landed. Um, so our first property uh, we bought in north central Arkansas uh, was on a lake. Uh, so lakefront property, you know, you imagine the Ozarks, uh, boat slip, Um, it, it just a beautiful area. And so, you know, through that, what we discovered was, and what we learned and the value that we found in investing in short-term rentals, specifically vacation short-term rentals, uh, is our kids got to see us take action. They, they were able to witness what it looked like to take action. And, and you know, I've had a longstanding idea that I don't want to be the guy on my deathbed and have a lot of I wish I would have uh, regrets, things I wish I would have done. So am I a believer that you should do everything? No, but you should do the majority of the things that you feel led to do. Uh, so, you know, we didn't want to raise kids that their parents talked about doing great things. Um, So this was a way for our kids to see us take action. And the way we thought about it was nothing against the stock market, investing in the stock market or, you know, long term rentals. But, you know, having discussion around the dinner table about the stock market or, hey, kids, do you want to go to the rent house and check it out? It's not going to get a lot of traction like, hey, you know, you want to go to the lake house. You know, and and what that has developed into is them seeing, you know, how we're promoting it and how we're trying to improve the property and and make it more attractive to guests and and build the business. Uh, Because ultimately, you know, I am a W two wage earner. Um, They they don't get to see an entrepreneurial side uh, because of my profession, but through this, they've been introduced to that. So um, that that's been great. Um, and, and that goes along with, you know, a significant part of our lives when we were foster parents, when, uh, we, we adopted our youngest son. Um, they, they got to see their parents take action. They got to see the world wasn't about them. So I think, you know, it goes along with, uh, most things are caught, not taught. And our kids are watching us. Um, and the things that we do in life, uh, the good and the bad uh, we we better understand the significance of that so we felt like this short-term rental avenue has been a significant part been a significant part of how we've parented our children so uh, when we were when we were looking at properties um, one of the properties that we looked at you know just from the listing on you know wherever realtor.com was just this you know, picturesque cabin in the woods, you know, it, it kind of met my vision for, uh, the idea that I had as far as the property that I wanted to purchase. So we went and viewed that property when we were on this tour and, uh, come to find out, you know, it, it was in the middle of, of two holes of a golf course, uh, which was beautiful, you know, same Lake uh, the Ozarks, you could see the lake from the third story, just absolutely beautiful. But then we walked outside after we toured it and almost got hit by a golf ball. So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, the family hangout place, but the, the, uh, benefit that we had on that tour at that time when we saw that property is we got to see how it operated as a short-term rental. So there was a scheduling mix up. And, uh, the, the lions club from whatever town was there on their guys golf trip, uh, they graciously let us go ahead and tour it, uh, even though we've been approved anyway, but we got to see how that property operated as a short-term rental. And it had a 10 year history as a short-term rental. So we ended up buying that other property. Fast forward about six months, I had some money sitting in a self-directed IRA Um, and, um, I had done some research on, you know, the things that we could do with that money, because that's the idea, uh, that I liked about the self-directed IRA is that you had some say into where that money could be invested other than the stock market. Cause you know, to me, I'm a pretty simple guy in a lot of ways. Uh, investing is one of them. And that's why I like real estate where I can point to it. Uh, cabin. If it burns down, I've got an insurance policy to replace it. The stock market, it disappears. I'm like, uh, when, when do I get it back? Uh, so there were just too many question marks there. And so six months later, I'm talking to my wife about taking this self-directed 401k money, using it to buy the cabin. She's not so sure. Uh, we're on a, you know, a, a, a date night having that discussion the next day. Uh, all the Reddit GameStop stuff happened. So, you know, for those that don't remember, there was a big manipulation in the market because of social media and it, it, you know, it it affected things in a significant way. And I told, it was all over social media. There's a
0: Netflix movie on that. Oh,
1: really? Okay. I'll have to check that out because, you know, it was all over social media and my wife saw that And I was able to come back and say, that's what I'm talking about. You know, those are the games that are played, the things that we don't understand that ultimately I don't want our money involved in. She said, all right, you got the thumbs up. Let's go for it. So I used a non-recourse loan for half of the acquisition costs. Half of the money came from my self-directed IRA. We bought the golf course cabin. Uh, I got a check at closing for 20 grand for the future bookings. Um, and, you know, we've just been able to improve on, uh, the performance of that property, you know, and it's been simple things, you know, before it was Joe's cabin, you know, Joe was okay with polyester, uh, you know, bedspreads and, uh, you know, 18 inch TVs. And now we come in with 65 inch TVs and, you know, leather couches and, Um, so we've been able to, to improve on the performance of what he had built for the 10 years. So, you know, that, that just ended up being a really good decision, especially with kind of the roller coaster that we've experienced in the stock market the past couple of years. So, you know, here we are today, which, you know, through that first purchase, um, I, uh, well, it goes back before that. There was a email that had come out about some changes with the Fannie Mae 10% down second home occupancy loan. Um, I thought it was significant at the time. You know, I was just like any other loan officer. My primary business was helping people buy primary residences. But when I read that, I was like, wow, that seems like a big deal stuck it in my back pocket. Here I am buying my own property with that 10% down second home occupancy loan and then become a part of these different communities in social media, revisit that information, and then find out that everybody's really operating off of very restricted old policy uh, that really wasn't in favor of using that loan product uh, to buy a property and then use it as a short-term rental. So all of a sudden, I was in a rare minority of people that Uh, the way I like to put it is there was probably 5% of loan officers that even knew the policy. There was only about 2% of us that had a correct interpretation of it. Um, So, you know, we were able to just go out there and educate people on the opportunity. And there were just a lot of, um, gosh, you know, this makes it feasible for me to be able to go out there and, you know, fulfill this dream that I've had to buy that, that cabin or, you know, that ski place or that place on the beach. And so, you know, since then we've been able to help hundreds of people fulfill their dream. And, and, you know, ultimately, you know, our, our signature on our email, and it's been this way for a while for our team, even before we got in the space was, uh, we want to give our clients a world class experience so that they would so that they would go out of their way to refer others to our team. Our desire is to help families build a financial legacy that will impact future generations. So to me, um, that was just kind of a continuation at a different level to help families fulfill that. Because uh, there there were so many conversations where it wasn't just I want to buy this property and get rich, you know uh, using it as a short-term rental, it was, I want something to be able to pass along to my kids. And and that was huge for me. Um, so yeah, we're just, we're having fun and and we're helping a lot of people and it, it's,
0: uh, it's been a great journey up to this point. Well, man, that was awesome. <laughs> I really appreciate that. That kind of, one of the things I just took away, um, I love it when people are able to interweave their business and their goals with their family and their lifestyle. And so it sounds like you kind of began with the end in mind. And so through that vision that you were, you and I were talking before the show started, you were you were kind of given a vision of what your life might look like when you're older with a certain amount of people around the table. but through that, And through, you know, just interactions with your children, your family, your your spouse, you decided that short-term rentals is a good way to go. And then your business led you into short-term rentals. So not only do your family, your lifestyle, your business all interweave so you can dream weave all this together, but to your clients, like you ate your own dog food, like, hey, I'm telling you this is a good product but I just went through the same process that you're getting ready to go through. And this is what it's going to be like. That is to me, that is a mark of like somebody that I can trust. Like, Hey, I can touch and feel the house that you bought with this product that you're getting ready to sell me. And you care enough about me to give me the same product that you use. I think that's both of those. um, Those are the kind of the two main things I picked up from, from the, from what you were just talking about,
1: well, what did they say, Mark? Uh, never trust a skinny cook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got a good metabolism.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's um, yeah, it, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And you know, you and I were talking about kind of the the current environment that we're in with high interest rates, and um, one of the things that that I was sharing with you is that the industry as a whole is down seventy percent. Our business is, yeah, um, our business year to date is yeah. down. Is
0: that all mortgages or is that short-term rental mortgages? No, it's down 70%. No,
1: that's the mortgage business as a whole. Yeah, and so my business is only down 30%. Um, and if we close everything this month that we have locked in, I will break an all-time personal record for volume. And so, like I was telling you earlier, it, it's confirmation to me that when, you know, things were changing and rates were starting to go up, it's it's the same thing that I told my wife. I said, true investors start chomping at the bit when they see rates go up because they know that there's deals right around the corner that weren't available to him behind in 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 the the distant or the recent future. So, true investors understand that interest rates are temporary, but the opportunity to get a deal uh, at today's prices doesn't last for very long. Um, so, it, it's just confirmation for what I knew, you know, nine months ago when rates started going up is. I, I wasn't nervous. I, I knew that, you know, we'd stay we might be down a little bit, but it, i I will say I didn't see myself breaking a personal record, but you know, it, it it's just a testimony that that investors are taking action. It's that idea of, you know, marry the house, date the rate, you know, we'll worry about securing a lower rate later. And and you talk about, you know taking my own advice, we just bought a primary, a new primary residence uh, in June. And uh, we just moved a year and a half ago. Uh, And the reason why we moved back then is because my oldest son was moving back to the area uh, with his new wife from Arkansas, where she was going to school. Uh, he got a firefighter paramedic position here in the DFW area. They were talking about buying a house and my wife and I were like, uh, you guys can't play that game. Uh, it's crazy out there. You, you can't offer 20, 30% over list price. Uh, so how about we sell you our house? Um, so, you know, we had lived in that house for 15 years. We were well overdue for getting something with bigger, uh, or more space. And, um, so then we go out there, you know, making these crazy offers, you know, over list price. We couldn't win a deal. Um, you know, here in Texas, we had an influx of buyers from California. They had, you know, a lot of cash in their hands. And, um, you know, we we had some some money to play with, but we couldn't play that game either. So I'm in the middle of the night and the, t- the clock's ticking and I'm just... I had the search criteria still open, just kind of scrolling anywhere and everywhere for active listings. And this listing popped up in the middle of nowhere. uh, And it was a beautiful house, you know, everything that we could have dreamed of sport court pool ponds, creeks, and um, it had been on the market for five whole days. And so we go out. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So we're like, what's wrong with this? Well, it just showed really bad. They had big furniture, a lot of deferred maintenance. The property was overgrown. That stuff didn't scare us. You know, we, we doers will do and we'd get it done. Um, So we ended up buying that house. What we had to commit ourselves to is recreating our lives out there because it was about a 45 minute drive from where we had been living for the past 20 years. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, enjoyed it for a while, but, uh, ended up trading my truck in, uh, for a, uh, Honda CRV hybrid, uh, because I felt it was the best decision for the family to get a fuel efficient vehicle because we were doing so much driving. We put in six months, we put 25,000 miles on that, that car. And we were like, we can't do this anymore. So by then, you know, the rates had gone up. Um, we start looking at homes. There's more homes on the market. We ended up finding an off-market deal, uh, ended up getting it for about 100000 under market value. Uh, Do did, did we have the best interest rate in the world? No, but we have a, a great property, and we couldn't have gotten that deal back when we were trying to look earlier. So you know, you talk about you know practicing what you preach. There's opportunities out there that you will not find in other environments because there just aren't as many people in the market to compete with.
0: Great story. Thank you for sharing that. I was actually talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he was talking to me about this concept of cheap money versus smart money. And you and I talked a little bit about it before the show. And as it relates to real estate, like cheap money, all right, the interest rates are low, I'm just gonna take this low interest rate and I don't care what I buy, I'm just gonna buy something because interest rate's so low and it's cheap money. Smart money sees a product out there and they're like, okay, it's a good deal, interest rates are high, money's expensive, but it's smart money because I'm gonna find a good product and now, when interest interest rates come back down about this time next year, there's going to be a, probably another another frenzy. Like, oh my gosh, I missed out the first time. I'm not going to miss out this time. And you've got a good product. And so it's a it's a key distinction. I actually heard Barbara Corcoran talking about this the other day, who's known for Shark Tank fame and real estate fame in New York. And she was projecting that the same thing would happen. Uh, mid next year, then interest rates, the Fed would lower interest rates and there would be another little frenzy, especially where you and I live, which is the Southeast and kind of the South or West, Southwest East. Um, I guess you're center of the country, but um, you know what I'm talking about. A lot of people moving to Texas and Southeast.
1: We're going to see the same craziness as we've seen before. And if, if you buy now, there's a potential for a short play, uh or you know there's also value in the long play you bought low you bought when you didn't have to give your left arm uh you had multiple properties to choose from you could actually go through a due diligence period you could actually not have to waive your appraisal contingency uh investors know true investors know I don't I don't need to tell anybody
0: so jeff i'm going to transition a little bit word on the street and this just might be some small regional banks, so I don't know, is that interest rates are high, yeah, so it so it makes it less appealing to buy a short-term rental property. Um, but banks don't have the deposits to give them lending power. So you got kind of a double-edged sword there. Is that, I mean, do you think I'm getting that information more from just a um, kind of a micro standpoint? Is that is that actual... Is that an actual macro problem?
1: Well, and and not necessarily my lane, but yeah, no, nobody wants mortgage business on their books right now. They, they just, they can't roll it right now. Um, so, you know, those, those jumbo opportunities that you've seen in the past are not going to be there. Those portfolio opportunities that you've seen in the past are not going to be there. Um, Opportunities and flexibilities in like home equity line of credits are not going to be there. You know, where we've really been able to educate people, or the opportunity that I've had is to share a unicorn that we have as a FDIC insured bank uh, is our relationship with the Federal Home Loan Bank. So, you know, on a daily basis, Usually multiple times a day, I'm talking to people because that's all I do all day long. Is I have these initial consultation calls where I'm kind of answering initial questions and then you know making sure that I point people in the right direction for next steps. But typically, the conversation is starts out with, "Well, Jeff, I talked to my you know loan guy, told him I want to buy. Uh, first of all, they say an investment property, and I I tell him, well, hopefully you got to a point where you explain you'd be staying in that property from time to time because that's the true definition of the second home occupancy loan. Uh, yeah, I did, you know, somehow, some way we did get there, which is rare, by the way, that's where people make a mistake when they just mention the word investment property, then they get them thrown into an investment property loan, uh, when they very easily and should have gone with the 10% down second home occupancy loan. But so if they're actually having that conversation, they get to that point point. That loan guy who uh, is going through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is telling uh, those clients that that is not a feasible product. Because at the beginning of last year, Fannie and Freddie imposed additional fees on that 10% down second home occupancy loan because they, they just have low interest in doing those deals and wanting people in that space. So how do they do it? They raise the fees really high to the point where it's very expensive if a loan originator can do it, or um, they can't even pass a fees test if the fees uh, because the fees are so high. So this product that we have through the federal home loan bank, uh, they don't have those additional fees for the ten percent down loan. So on average, our rate is a percent lower than what those guys are quoting. And the cost to originate the loan is about sixty percent less, so one percent uh, lower interest rate and sixty percent less in fees. So uh, that that makes that opportunity a lot more palatable. So when we talk about taking action in a market where there's more opportunity, again, you know, just just like where we were three years ago, explaining the. Uh, the actual policy to people, this is presenting an opportunity that just makes it more palatable to to proceed with that product, to buy that type of property.
0: That's incredible. So, um, I mean, in your perception, I mean, obviously you're getting ready to finish up one of your best months, or if not the best month ever, would you attribute it a lot of it just due to the product set that you're able to offer? I mean, obviously you're reliable, trustworthy, all the things that you need to be you're in all 50 states all the things you need to be to be a good business person but you have a product set that seems like it's kind of a like you said a unicorn one of a kind type thing
1: yeah absolutely that that definitely goes with our our record month for sure and and the source of those referrals have been from people that we know like and trust and have built relationships they know, like, and trust us, and they trust their clients to to send them to us and give us that opportunity. So um, it's something that I, I think we've earned uh, to be in that position. So to be able to offer at the same time the best opportunity in the market when it comes to rate and costs is the best of both worlds, absolutely.
0: That's incredible. Well, man, this has been... Outstanding. I've I've learned a lot. I've taken some notes. Um, I plan on following back up. Um, but I mean, for the listening audience out there, like if you are a short term rental investor, and um, now is a hard time for you to get to get loans. Like we're we're selling a couple of properties, and a couple of deals have fallen through due to lending. Um, somebody like Jeff or Jeff specifically is an ace in the hole. Um, so Jeff, I mean, if if somebody is out there and they're like, man, I just want somebody I can trust, somebody who's reliable and somebody who's got a good product, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, the best way to get in touch with me is through my website, STR Home Financing, uh, because that website is designed to Give you an introduction to who I am. So if you've listened to this podcast, you've gotten, you know, a snapshot of that story, which it's a five minute video, but it's a lot of what I've shared today. So if you want to skip that, that's great. You jump into some questions about what you're looking to do. So, you know, are you looking to buy a cabin, a, a, a lake house, you know, just some high level information about price point area? And then you go to four videos that talk about the 10% down program. And then the other thing that I would mention, because there may be some of your audience that, that's going, oh, that, that's great, Jeff. That's good for some people, but I'm self-employed. I've never fit in that box in my life. And and, and ultimately, right now, you're really making me angry because you're talking about something that I've never been able to do. The second video talks about the debt service coverage ratio alone, the DSCR Uh, that that's the outside the box, you know, when, when people talk about, you know, what are creative financing opportunities, you know, I don't know exactly what you mean when you say that because it sounds a little gray, but DSCR to me is that outside the box because You know, not everybody fits in that Fannie Mae box or in this case, the federal home loan box where there's there's the debt to income ratio standard. you got to show on paper, uh, you know, an income level that is going to fit into a debt to income ratio. Well, the DSCR loan, there is no debt to income ratio. The approval for the property or the approval for the loan is all based on. Your good credit score, your ability to put down twenty to twenty-five percent. So twenty percent is an experienced investor, twenty-five percent is a uh, a new investor. Six months in reserve for the subject property, so not for your entire portfolio. And then from there, it's it's uh, based on the property's ability to show potential gross cash flow against the principal, in- interest, taxes, and insurance payment. So that one to one ratio. So in that video I talk about that DSCR loan, I talk about the process, I talk about the value that our team brings to the table and then it's hey let's schedule a call. Now that you've been educated on the opportunities, you've seen okay, well there's a a viable lending product for me to be able to pursue this. You know, let's let's talk about what questions you have and then point you in the right direction for next steps. So that's the des- the design of the website. Uh, which a little bit selfish in nature in the way that I created that because, you know, just a little over a year ago, those calls were taking 45 minutes because it was just me regurgitating that information. Now we can keep those to 15 minutes and you're not having to sit on the phone just listening to me uh, share a bunch of information. We can talk about your hopes and dreams and your specific scenario and then, you know, send you to the next step. So you know, ultimately, we want to put people in a position where uh, they feel like they can take action uh, because they have the right information and uh, it fits in line with, you know, where they are and what they want to do.
0: I have a, um, a personal question and we can we can go offline with this, too. But the, the traditional loan, the unicorn loan we were talking about before, is there um, any kind of early payoff penalties with regard to that loan?
1: No, because it, it's uh, it, it's considered a conventional loan and all conventional loans where it's a primary residence investment property, second home has no prepayment penalty.
0: That's fantastic. Because uh, in this space, a lot of the regional banks will put you into a commercial product. And so for, for the audience out there, this is a big deal. <laughs> um, I've been investing in short-term rentals since 2016 and I'm just learning about this, so this is this is a big deal. So Jeff, what else, man? Is is any other way to get in touch with you besides uh, SCR Home Financing? Any social media out there or anything?
1: You know, that's in the plans. There, there's some stuff out there, but yeah, for the most part, uh, everything that I have, everything that I communicate uh, about the space and the opportunities on the website, so. Yeah. You're welcome to check out my personal stuff, but it's basically personal stuff. (laughs) We have fun though. So there's some good stuff there. I got a cool family. So
0: (laughs) I'm all about making friends. Yeah. All about making friends. Yeah. I want to, want to be respectful, man, um, of your time. So this is, this has been a delight. It's been informational for me and I know for the folks out there listening. So Really appreciate you taking time and and doing this with us today.
1: Happy to help. It was an honor. Thank you, Mark.
0: Thank you for listening and don't forget about the tools available to subscribers. The property manager self-assessment tool, my property upgrade walkthrough list, or the chance to feel like a millionaire for the weekend by checking out one of our own properties in person. It's all available on our website www.goodendeavorstrshow.com.